central air conditioning. Absolutely terrific kitchen. I love the view. Carly Norris knew what she wanted. I'll take the apartment. A prestigious address. So you're moving in today. Welcome to 113. You'll like it here. I will. Thank you. Oh! They're doing it! An incredible view. Oh! Let me see. Let me see. Did you look at her? She's a boy here. She can't get enough. But from the moment she moved in... I don't have anything to wear. Where would I send you? Someone was watching. You can tell me your secrets. What secrets do I have? I'd never tell. Someone was waiting. You just really look like someone. It's really strange. She was in 20B as well. When did she move? Well, well she didn't. She, she jumped out the window. Someone who knows her fantasies. never hurt you and sees her every move the guy in 23b apparently fell in the shower and broke his neck four people died here in two years what does that tell you do you live here did you know mr hale how long have you lived here? how do you feel about all these accidents Fight, i need to talk to you about something Fight, are you there it's really important sharon stone William Baldwin. Would you just listen to me? I wouldn't kill anyone. <laughs> Tom Berenger. He's coming back here, isn't he? At 113 East 38th Street. You're making me do something I don't want to do. The view from the outside. You ready? Is nothing. Compared to the view. Inside. Sliver. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher. And we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes today. Hi. Hello. How are you? Man, I'm doing so well. I've had a great day and <laughs> I'm ready for more. You you keeping warm in all of this snow yes. everywhere? Uh, What's up with this stuff? That can apply to basically all... Of everywhere, all of everywhere. Yeah, everywhere except for Florida in the contiguous United States. Oh, I looked at a map. That? It's uh, not including Hawaii and Alaska. No, what's the United States? Oh. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. Anyway, <laughs> did you read any books or anything this week? Yes. Because if you have, you haven't told me about I them. I did, actually. Uh, the one, the most r- recent one that I listened to that would relate to this podcast is called... Mad Black Wheel, and it's Ooh. by the guy who wrote Bird Box, starring Sandra Bullock. Exactly. Yes. Uh, 
this so this would be his I believe second novel, but I can't even remember his name, so I have no idea. Okay. Um hmm, very interesting premise. A what band is, is sent by the US military just following World War II to investigate a mysterious sound in the desert, the Sahara Desert. A band like a music band? Yeah, but they were all in war. Oh. But it's a mysterious sound, and they're musicians with a fancy studio. So the thinking is, no one else has been able to find this sound. <laughs> Maybe basically a Josie and the Pussycats. Exactly, episode. exactly. Maybe they'll be able to do it. Only one returns with oh. almost every bone in his body broken. Yikes! Yeah, that doesn't sound very fun. Really sucks for him. Yeah. So that's it's like a framing narrative of him and the nurse as he's slowly recuperating. After having all of his bones broken, basically, almost all of them. And she's such an inspiration to him. And then uh, the war ends and he never sees her ever again. And then they go on Unsolved Mysteries where she's looking for this guy, the soldier that she tried to help all these years ago. Wow. Did you read the book? No. Is that actually what happened? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Oh, shit. Yeah. So thanks for spoiling it for our legion of listeners. (laughs) I was just thinking about all of those episodes of Unsolved Mysteries that we've been watching. Where that exactly exactly thing happens. Yes. Like, the good thing about those Unsolved Mysteries episodes is that it was late 80s, early 90s. Mm -hmm. So World War II was not that long ago at that time. They could interview people who have rich and detailed histories. Probably. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. wild. Yes. Yeah, especially like the refugee stories where it was like, this inspiring American soldier cured my Nona, and now we're in America. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Anyways, has nothing to do with this book. Uh, I don't know. It was really shooting for the moon, and I can't say if it got there. I I feel like I definitely understood the message of it. It came through loud and clear to me specifically, but I feel like for plenty of other people... Uh, not because it was subtle, but because it was confusing. That makes <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't make sense. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. So, but, would you recommend it? Does it get a uh, Mitch Men's? If you listen to audiobooks while you're at work, definitely, because it's probably available from your local library, and the writing wasn't bad. Well, that's good at least. Yes, usually with these books, the writing is not very good at all. Uh, so I was very happy with that, at least, <laughs> even if the, the, the beats weren't necessarily to my liking. At least you can appreciate some things about it. Exactly. It's like some of the movies we watch where it's like, well, yeah. I like this part of it. <laughs> Everything about it, except for this one very specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. But again, and as I'll say for all of my book reviews, more than I've written, m- had more books adapted yeah, into movies. Yeah, but doesn't really take away from your ability to oh, have like an opinion on something definitely not i just want people to know that i'm not <laughs> saying this as though i think it means anything yeah well it's not a personal attack on the person who wrote it it's just like hey i didn't care for this <laughs> you know just wasn't my bag not for me is the 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 one i like to use like rob zombies halloween movies not for me seem to be for yeah. other people some just people not for me them. at all Speaking of not for me, this movie was, I think, worse than Breeders. Um, We're continuing with our erotic thriller slash horror films. Uh, it was about pretty bad. Sliver from 1993. Uh, it was very unenjoyable to watch. 
and yes, it wasn't exactly off the wall enough to be like, wow, this is so bananas. It's entertaining. It's just sort of like boring. Well, it was just implausible. Criminally boring. Central parts of it were very implausible, and then it was boring. Like there was, you know what? I, I want to call like it the end. I want to what her snappy line. No, or heard the ending of it. Uh, that the fact that whatever his name was was actually the killer. Yes. I liked that. Uh, oh, I like that. I love that. That was really funny to me. Uh, but it was like um, almost like a, a murder she wrote sort of at times to me when they were talking yeah. to each other. And then everything else, there was the sexiness that was just pasted in between. <laughs> Way too much sex. Well, not too much. I, was, I wouldn't even I call it sexy. That. I was like... This is... We watched the unrated version too, so we've got the sexiest of versions, like an extra minute or something in there. But I'm probably sure. just yeah, his butt because you can't see a dude's butt. It's directed by Philip Noyce, who also directed Dead Calm, Clear and Present Danger, The Bone Collector, Salt, mm. The Giver, and it's based on a novel by Ira Levin, who wrote Rosemary's Baby and The Stepford Wives. Interesting. You should. Listen to the book. Of I this should actually see, to see if I can find back. it and those other books because why not? I listened to may I say, Mitch recommends <laughs> the audiobook for The Exorcist, read by the author himself, Mr. Gladdy. Phenomenal. Mwah. Good. Like an excellent the movie and the book are such good companions to each <laughs> other, too, where it's like they can exist at the same time and you can love both of them. <laughs> So I highly recommend that. Well, the screenwriter for this was, um, what's his name? Uh, Joe Esterhaus, mm -hmm. who also wrote Showgirls and Basic Instinct. Oh, wow. You so that sort of explains what? the river that the book probably are, flowed through. What are you talking? How? There's no <laughs> way I could have. Wow. But as soon as you said that, I was like, of course. Stars Sharon Stone as Carly, maybe the handsomest Baldwin brother, William, a.k.a. Billy Baldwin, as Zeke. Apparently, River Phoenix, Johnny Depp, and Val Kilmer all turned the role down. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I can see why. <laughs> we had Tom Berenger as Jack, Colleen Camp from Clue as Judy, Polly Walker, who is in so many period series. Most recently, she was in Bridgerton as Vida, Martin Landau as, or Vida. Martin Landau as Alex Parsons, uh, Carly's boss. And as Lieutenant Hendricks from Demon Knight, mm -hmm. CCH Pounder. Always a pleasure. So this is our second CCH Pounder film mm -hmm. and our second uh, William Baldwin film because he was in Virus as well. Oh, yes. There's our Six Degrees of Jamie Lee. Yeah, all right spoiled. There, Goodness. Um, yeah. I don't know. Bad movie. Shall we dive Wade right it. into it? So right off the bat, it starts with this 1920s font that I feel was very popular in the early 1990s. And I want to say specifically for New York. Yes. It was like the New like York. Like a Park Avenue font. An Empire font. Mm. Sort of like the Empire State Building fits in with it. <laughs> and the music is so 90s. Uh, it was the whole opening credits thing was giving me like TV show about a sexy profiler mm -hmm. for the FBI. Yeah. But also... What? She's in love with the serial killer or something like that? Yeah, you know? definitely. Uh, and it's that like uh, faux tribal chanting with like It's the beats. mentalist, but hot. Okay, <laughs> definitely, definitely. Man, the mentalist. I don't want to get on a mentalist 
Terror. Yeah, what but, a show that was. Anyway, yeah. uh, there's lots of cameras. Uh, we yeah, watched we're this watching... one woman, Naomi Singer, come home. And she looks out over the city from this balcony of hers. And then someone in black comes up behind mm-hmm. her. He uses a key. He enters her apartment. And then she's like, oh, it's you, dressed as a murderer. <laughs> throws him off the balcony. Or throws, throws her off the balcony to death. Okay, something... I don't think I would have the wherewithal in the moment were I to be thrown off a building. Yeah. You really got to scream the name of the person who threw you off the building. <laughs> as the last thing you do... Well, like, would it even be... Would anyone remember what she screamed, or would they just be like, well, she was screaming because she was falling 20 stories? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we see her fall you the gotta, entire 20 yeah, stories. It's a very extended falling scene. Uh, and she smashes through glass below, a yep. glass atrium Kerplunk, sort of thing. she's dead. And sometime later, in a similar following fashion, mm-hmm. we meet Carly Norris. Looks very similar. I mean, yes. for you, you... This must have been a great movie for you, so it's all like, you look just like her. Well, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I was like, when they said that, I was like, they don't really look that much alike. They were both blonde. In the face, they don't bobs. look very much alike to me. Yeah, well, you I know, could at least they t- try hey. and do the same thing in the Black Dahlia one, where they're like, Hilary Swank and Mia Kirshner, identical. identical. They look so similar. But at least I... This is a plus for me, <laughs> telling, being able to tell them apart. Yeah, it's a oh, big true. deal for me. So that's good. It's called growth, sweaty. Yes, uh, and just like in say, uh, Panic Room, mm-hmm. we have our young New York woman on her own. Yeah, successful career woman. She's uh, there she's, to view this apartment. Yeah, I to, loved her outfit. She looks like a fashion blogger from today. Yeah, well, before she gets all sexy, she's wearing a uh, very high-necked, high-buttoned-up, all, like, very white or cream-colored clothing. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned Panic Room because apparently this movie is referenced in Panic Room. Hmm. And I have only seen Panic Room maybe three times, and I barely remember it. I know you really enjoyed I it. I love Panic so Room. So I was just wondering if maybe you remembered what the reference was. Are they watching this movie? Well, they maybe they might be because there's slight marginal if you like on paper overlaps. There's like the CCT black and white CCTV footage. Yeah, uh, the uh, male factors coming into your home in New York City, your Mount brand Adel. new apart, your brand new apartment, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh huh. I don't know. She's a busy editor on the go. Yes. Uh, so she goes to her, her job and she does a walk and talk with her good pal Judy, who is um, played by Colleen Camp. I and it is no, quite the camp performance. I have no idea what the fuck her job was. Uh, is she another editor? I she was a sub. I think editor. she was another. Yeah, because she's like I, I tore this guy's book to pieces. I cut it too much. Yeah, I cut too deep. Uh, right, because yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, "Well, did you show it to the author?" And she's like. Yeah, and Carly's like, no, you should always show it always to me first. Always show it to me first, because I'm, I'm the one. She, you know what? It, she's the person in office space. Yeah. She's the guy who t- who goes between the customers and the programmers, who's like, I'm a people. Also, know? Carly recently broke up with her boyfriend of seven years. Seven years. And she wants to be all cool and sexy and flirty. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought it was sort of cute. I think it did a good job at establishing their relationship. Yeah, definitely. Where uh, 
she the the friend who was very like um judy judy her best judy Judy. it was very like samantha from sex in the city which i've never seen it was (laughs) super sex in the city where because she's like you know at least later now she's like i've got two tickets to Pavarotti. something people in new york i guess did at the time yeah but carly wants tickets to pearl jam yeah that what 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 does she call it an asian sex cult uh she uses the o word well yes yeah. but i'm not going to use <laughs> definitely word, not so. going to uh yes that's exactly what she calls it. it this is like the set of mad men i'm pretty sure <laughs> it also looks like the set of um i don't know so many things yeah like what's the the proposal the mm-hmm. sandra bullock one similar sort of office space mm-hmm. and uh meet the cranks I guess also almost all or offices look the exactly the same. That's true. They do. Especially Cubicles? at this time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really entering entering the era of uniform sameness in offices. Carly gets a call that she got her apartment and she mm-hmm. is surprised because it's all happening so soon. And the realtor is like, oh, I thought you would be excited. And now we begin. Well, I guess maybe we did with Judy. Everyone in this fucking movie tells her what she is thinking. Exactly. And not exactly what she's thinking. But what we they are being told be thinking. that she isn't like that, that she loves being in control. And it doesn't make any sense because that doesn't play into anything that happens. No, it's just supposed to be like Oh, she's not relenting. Oh, to she this must guy. be changing a lot. I guess under... it's that everyone is telling her to get together with Jack and she chooses to get together with Zeke. And maybe that's sort of what we're taking away from that either way this is not a great movie of female representation (laughs) certainly fuck no this is terrible this is all about like male control over feminine sexuality it's wild and really explicit and obvious yeah it's not even like veiled in any way it's literally the character arc (laughs) Mm -hmm. the messages overall in this movie are questionable at best I'm not, I don't like anyone, really. No, there's no one to like in this movie. I guess Judy. I can like Judy. I can get yeah. behind Judy. I can get behind Vita or Vida. She seems fun. She's got cocaine oh, going on. Oh, she's certainly fun. She's got a lot of bags. I don't even really know what her job was. She had an agent, but also she was talking on the phone about something about whatever. I thought we'll it was like, she it. was like mixed model slash. Uh, I thought she was a photographer, maybe. Person to have sex with for money. <laughs> so Carly gets a. a whatever she starts moving in and then she meets zeke at the front counter who comes up to her they well, have a bit of a flirting thing yeah she's moving in she's got a box that was evian box and another box with i guess a big old pot in it i don't really know what the character's age difference is supposed to be because part of their relationship yeah. is that he's younger than her he's only five years younger than her and I guess we're life, supposed to be, yeah. yeah, we're supposed to be looking at her as a more compatible relationship with Jack, who Which is was like... born in 1946. <laughs> but yes. I mean, Sharon Stone. So 12 year age difference between the two of them. It and remi- that's supposed to be better. <laughs> it reminded me of uh, in uh, Mulholland Drive when she has to do that audition where oh, she's being short blonde s- hair, sexy with the 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 older actor for Uh the soap audition (laughs) i hated that 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 people kept trying to set them up he was the worst i mean they're all the worst but he was really bad as well (laughs) 
they so Zeke and Carly have this flirtation mm-hmm. between each other, and as an outside person watching this, I'm like, this is not very cute. However, yeah. I guess for the character of Carly, this is literally exactly what she wants. I guess. You know? Like, this is perfect for her, because it works for her. And he he's very pushy. He's like, can I care? Are you sure I can't carry those boxes? Yeah. Are you positive? And then he's like, well, I won't ask again. <laughs> like, really fucking he's pushing definitely it. Definitely creepy about it. And then when she's like, okay, well, actually, yeah, you can. He's like, too bad. Is that what happened? Well, she's like, you know, they are getting kind of heavy. Oh, and I she... think that's because he was holding the door open. Oh. And he had commented that the boxes look heavy. So she's like, yep, the boxes are getting heavy. You oh. Better well, let the door close so I can get back upstairs. That's good. I like that even better. And then she goes to the market across the street where she meets Gus, who is an older fellow yes. who lives in the building, and he tells her about Naomi Singer, the woman who previously lived in her apartment who jumped to death and well, looks just like you. Yes. The fucking... What a... When he introduces himself, I promise I don't usually follow women home. I'm not a, I'm dirty, not a dirty old, old man. man. Although sometimes I wish I was. Because it's boring not being... I think he's coded. That's what I thought as yeah. well, but I was like, dude, you're being a real fucking... Everyone in this building sucks. Yeah. They're all introducing themselves to her. It's one thing where it's like, I'm moving into a building filled with characters. And it's another thing when they all are like, hey, I'm constantly plucking at your shirt basically and dragging you in different directions that you don't want to like she's just trying to live her life this hideous new york city uh uh grocery store with no soul in it (laughs) and now she has to deal with this fucking guy no thank you he she seems charmed by him though yeah she's immediately like they've got like a they're joking I guess because he was also friends with Naomi that we're supposed to be like, oh, okay, we're sort of getting that maybe he's the friendly gay neighbor because he apparently lives two doors down. Yes, and he's such a gossip. He keeps saying, oh, you know, (laughs) I pay the doorman for gossip, blah, blah, blah. And then there's a scene of her in her underwear longingly staring at a party. Uh, From across the way. Look at all of these people connecting with each other and dancing while she's just hitting golf balls into Putting it into a cup. Yes. Thank you. My note autocorrected, and then it's seen, it's, or it didn't even autocorrect. Mm-hmm. It just says, there's a scene of her putting into a cup. <laughs> and I was like, I right. don't remember what that means, but putting into mm-hmm. a cup. Yes. <laughs> and she gets one eventually, and she's like, yes. Golf is never mentioned throughout the rest of the movie. Uh, golf clubs are never a weapon. No. Nope. There's com- a lot of Chekhov's guns in this just that, that don't they, pay off. That never go off ever. I, mm, she sadly strokes her belly by... Like, oh, I'm so fat. <laughs> I believe it's like we're, it's implied that she had a miscarriage, which is oh. why she and her previous partner broke up. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. But I'm not... I'm not positive on that. I'm pretty sure. And uh, we... We see that someone's watching her. Someone is Uh, watching her this whole time. It's the entire point of the movie. Oh, no. Everyone's being watched at all times. And it's like... It's like the architect from The Matrix. Yeah, enhance, zoom, pan. Yeah, some real CSI little square shows up on the screen, and then it it zooms into the square, and we see it in HD. Quite the camera set up for 1993. Uh, But they're all black and white. Well, it's sort of a blue. <laughs> I mean, but they, I mean, I guess it was a stylistic choice because it was a little bit more striking. 
when it was all on the wall, all in black and white, yeah. you know? And I guess his mom was a TV star prob- for a soap opera, probably exactly. in black and white. So it's like he's watching mm-hmm. his mom. I think it would have been in the 70s. Mm, that's a good point. I think this guy is supposed to be like early 20s. Wow. If I had to wager a guess. But I'm not No, that positive. makes sense. Definitely. I mean, just hate it. He watches her <laughs> masturbate. And while he's watching all of the other footage of her, her from that day walking into her, her apartment, everything. Mm, <laughs> it's like a real psycho wall of like, look at all of you. I'm watching all of you all at once. And she goes to a meeting with her boss over lunch mm-hmm. where we meet Jack, who is a investigative reporter turned author. He's there to like surprise her. And yeah. he lives in her building too. <laughs> and they're trying to set set her up with him. Like, hey boss, fuck you, you old fuck, trying <laughs> to set me up when I had asked you for a raise and you take me out to lunch. And this is yeah. what happens instead. I as get sexual he, harassment. As soon as he like she finds out that he rescheduled it to a lunch or something, she's like, I'm I'm not getting my raise. Mm-hmm. I know. No, exactly. But I, oh my God, it made my blood boil. Yeah. And then she goes back to her apartment and she meets Vida. Uh, can I just say the conversation she has with Jack? When Jack's like, Oh, right. It's about control. She hasn't read me. Can you believe she hasn't read my book? <laughs> You're going to do it. You're going to read me. You're going to read me. Where it's like, obviously he's saying like, can you believe she hasn't had sex with me yet? He has that conversation like later with her too when they're running. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. He's such a shit. Vida is an interesting character. Yes. Uh, I think she could have been in the movie more. I think we could have had more relationships between Carly and her neighbors or Carly and anyone. Well, hey, if you cut out all the fucking and yeah. and weird long, like, I'm touching the television, I love you. Because I think they have a good rapport with each other when they meet each other, right? Yes, she's helping. She's joking about the woman's death the whole time. Being a good neighbor, helping your neighbor carry in her, what, 12 bags of luggage? (laughs) That she's blocking your door with? Giant, massive bags of luggage. And Carly learns more about the woman's death. Mm -hmm. She had asked Vida for coffee the night before. And then they do this whole bit where Carly's like, oh, caffeine withdrawals. You know, you look like... um, You're the girl that named you. Somebody's already told you. Yes, they would have. Were you friends? Well, sort of. I mean, she was only here about a year. And most of that time, I was in Milan. Ass-pinching Italians. (sighs) My bum is still blue. I couldn't believe it, though. I mean... She just didn't seem like the type. Were you here when she Yeah. She came over to borrow some coffee the night before. I didn't have any. Caffeine withdrawal. That would do it to me. Don't run out of coffee. She goes back to her apartment, and she finds a book from Jack, a message from Zeke, and a telescope from a secret admirer. Question mark? And this whole time we see that she's being watched, and so is everybody else in the building. Yeah. Vida's doing cocaine. There's a woman looking pensive. Uh, the little girl who we learn about later. Gus is on the phone, and then it shows him dead mm-hmm. while Carly showers and uh, is being watched uh, shower. Uh, oh, no. She So the next day, she's out running in Central Park, and then Jack just comes up and... 
Oh. Screams in her face? My God. Ah. He's dressed like a mugger, basically, like. Truly an insane thing to do, especially uh, in Central Park. In Central fucking Park in the <laughs> 90s. You can't, like, just, blah, he comes up to her and grabs her. He thinks he's the hottest shit ever. And, of course, you read the books I sent you. Uh, I know you, I know you a, read me. He's a pest. I know it. And, well, immediately, as soon as she's like, no, this wasn't funny, he's like, let's start over. Come on. <laughs> Come you, on. You owe me. Ah. It's like classic sexual harassment sort of he's stuff. Where it's like, pest. okay, I give up. Like, it's fine. I'll be nice now until the next time. But you have to forgive me because if you don't forgive me, you're being unreasonable. Like, th- this whole movie is people gaslighting <gasps> Harley. Being a woman must be infuriating with people doing this to you on a semi-regular basis. <laughs> I can't imagine, because watching this, I was like, you motherfucker. Oh, 100% I, I, I agree with you. Guy. It was so annoying. I just have annoying written so many times, and then mm-hmm. it's like, am I supposed to think this is cute? It's <laughs> not. It's not, and he's like... Oh, he, oh! You've been checking up on me. I've been checking up on you. Yeah. I know. I know. Like she makes some comment about his ranch or something that uh, her boss had mentioned, and he's like, "Well, you know that. I know you just got out of a relationship, and your favorite color is blue, and this was your mom's maiden name, and all this other stuff." And she's like, "Uh." <laughs> and the whole time she's trying to jog away from him. Well, okay. Here is an interesting <laughs> thing. That maybe I can give some credit to, and maybe it's more of a, a thing in the, the book than it is something I can credit to the movie. And I think it's supposed to show, like, he weaponizes the information that he's given. Oh, yes. Like, he is very much like, I'm going to use this information for my personal gain, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is sort of something that Carly does not do with information when she has it. That's true. That is true. Know. Like a lot of the times he's like, I, and this and this. And she's like, I know. Like yeah. I already knew this. I don't know. And she gets home just as the cops and the press are there about Gus's dead body. Yeah, there's so much press. It, trying to interview her. Do, ma'am, do you know what happened? Ma'am, ma'am. Everybody's getting questioned. Mm-hmm. Lieutenant Hendricks is there, the amazing CCH pounder. Yes. And she also says that Carly looks like the previous tenant. Yeah. I love that because uh, she's just like, you do, like pinning her right there. Like, actually, Ah. they're exactly right. And you should take this seriously because it's coming from me. And that night, she's looking around on her brand spanking new telescope Mm -hmm. and she sees, or it's not even that night. No, it's It's immediately because she sees Vida and Jack talking and Vida taking money from Jack. Very, we never, do we even figure out how that comes back into play? Was he just paying her for information or something? Uh, I'm Who not knows? sure that it is explained why, but it is addressed again later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see uh, she's going through microfiche. microfiche to read about her building where several people have died. The horror high rise. <laughs> have you ever had to look through microfiche? No. I've done it for a couple of assignments. Nice. Yeah, they have it in the basement of the university. Uh, it takes forever. It sucks, but How it's interesting. I know. I know. It is interesting. Uh, and she's learning all about all of the goings on in this building. Three dead bodies. Uh oh. And she has her housewarming party, which Jack crashes. Mm-hmm. And it is quite the party. 
We get the exposition that nobody knows who owns the building. It's a haunted house. Nothing in it is real, as it seems. Zeke says he doesn't know much about Naomi, the previous tenant. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's her face? Carly, you know, the main character. I can't remember her name either. (laughs) She sees Vida and she's like, oh, you two know each other. And they're like, no, we don't. No, actually. Oh, I thought you did. Hmm. Hmm. Then they all watch some people have sex and accuse Carly of being a voyeur, which makes her all hot and flustered. Well, that's the thing. She, she didn't, is a voyeur. No, she she's is, more of an exhibitionist. But she didn't get this telescope on her own one. And the person who notices the sex is an unnamed third party guest. She is Carly's secretary. Oh. I think her name's Samantha. Okay. I'm not sure. I didn't realize it was her secretary. Well, yeah, she's yeah. screaming, they're doing it. Oh my God. I can't believe they're doing it. <laughs> what? In their own, in their, their own, own apartments, <laughs> basically. Oh, no, they're doing it. Oh, they are. I can't believe it. <laughs> I don't believe it. They are. Oh, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. <gasps> oh, they sure. Would you look at her? She's a voyeur. She can't get enough. I am not. Yes, you are. That's why you have this telescope up here. You're a beeper. Beeper, beeper, beeper. Somebody, somebody gave this to me. Right. Everybody has a telescope. I don't. I do. Thank you. I do too. I'm shocked. I'm truly shocked. You people are shameless. You're all shameless. What is this? Look at that. Come on, Alex, hurry up before they finish. Just a moment. I want to look too. Oh, my God. I'm so scandalized. Like it's rear window or something. She and Zeke set a date to work out with each other. Yeah. Well, no, Zeke sets a date, and she's coming at 10 a.m., whether she wants to or not. And there's going to be no mirrors. Because she's very self-conscious. Yes. And Jack hangs back to talk to Carly and also ask her on a date. Mm-hmm. She seems like she's into him a little bit for some reason. Uh, I guess she likes the chase is perhaps the, the reason. Maybe now, like where she's sort of like, well, and also it's on her turf. She's a little bit more in control here. He's not popping out of the bushes. True. Maybe he was just popping out of her bedroom or uh, where, wherever yeah. the hell he was. And coming into her apartment really uninvited. I did like that then she sees her neighbors also have a telescope and they're watching her. Yeah, the people who are having sex. Because she sort sex. of realizes that like, oh, I, I can watch people, but also people can watch me. Yes. Uh-oh. And in a better movie, they probably would have had that lead to some sort of growth or um, maybe addressed it in Well, they way. do because she starts closing the blinds oh. when they're having sex and stuff, especially in his apartment. Uh, and he's like, why? Why are you bothering to close the blinds? You like to watch. Like, what's, what's the harm? We all do it, so it's innocent. And as we later find out, uh, that's really just a big self-serving justification for him. Exactly. Yeah. Where it's sort of like, look, yeah, sure, I introduced you to smoking meth, but we both do it now. <laughs> it's fine. You wouldn't smoke meth if it was bad for you. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Sort of similar to that. Except, I guess, not as addictive as uh, crystal methamphetamines. 
And then there's that, uh, there's the really pointless scene of her doing the laundry well, so for she, like a fake scare out. Yeah, so the power can go off and he can lock her in there and, and trick her into being scared. And you would think that the weird noise she hears would come back at another time or... Well, it was the, it was the garbage, coming down the garbage. Yeah, thing. wouldn't it have made, made sense, especially since we're trying to red herring uh, what's Zeke so hard? Mm-hmm. If they then would have found a body in there or oh, like true. something like that, you know? Or it was sinister. Yeah, like a breadcrumb for her. Like, look, it was just the garbage. And then they go look and it's like, uh-oh. Uh-huh. But Murder. instead it's just Zeke in the repairman. Yep. And the next morning she goes to the gym and she gets to watch Zeke working on that butt. Yeah. Oh, no, someone put mirrors up overnight. Ha, 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 ha. And he teaches her how to do some butt exercises so that he can tell her that she has a nice butt as well. Yep. Oh, and she's so embarrassed but so appreciative. At the same time, secretly. And after they're done and Mm -hmm. on their way home, he tells her he's a video game designer. He works from home. And also says that she thinks he's too young for her and he isn't. Comes out of fucking nowhere, where yeah. he's like, "You think I'm I too never young for ever you. would have clocked that there was an age difference." I could no. see Sharon Stone playing younger. I could see him playing older. Definitely, it just sort of—I mean, five years isn't really that different. No, definitely, you're not. twenty-five and I'm thirty. Yeah, although I think she's like thirty-five, supposed to be. Mm, About that, I see, year. but I don't know. Hmm. I guess yeah, she's like seven years. I threw away the best. I guess years in the remake, he would probably be Liam Hemsworth. Okay. You know, another famous brother, less less talented, better yeah. looking. Yeah, that's my hot take that Liam Hemsworth is better looking than Chris Hemsworth. But wow. I know it's crazy. It's amazing. I need to check myself into a home. So they go back to his place <laughs> for music and learning about volcanoes. Yeah. Another set piece that doesn't come back that I thought someone was going to get impaled oh, on or stabbed. Yeah. So it's this like glass uh, sculpture, glass pyramid with like LED lights, striations cut yeah. out of it. So there's a bunch of little spikes. And he'd love to fly into a volcano someday. Mm-hmm. And his screensavers are all gifs of lava exploding. Oh, really? I didn't, yeah. I didn't catch that. Hmm. Maybe it's like because he's got such sexual prowess. <laughs> they start getting sexy and mm-hmm. she's all vulnerable because she doesn't want him to see her body. I have to go. Then, and then he's like, no, 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 you don't actually. Shh. Like he's calming a scared wild animal. They start boning down. He goes down on her, which she loves. They have sitting down sex. Uh, also, she loves. Obviously, we know they're being recorded at this point mm-hmm. we're supposed to think that maybe they're being watched oh, but they're not uh-oh. really yet she starts crying at one point after he sucks on her fingers <laughs> on we watched that it was nasty i don't know the the reluctance that she demonstrated i guess great <laughs> acting from her in yeah. terms of the emotional part of it but I was like, I hate watching this. This is making me feel really gross the whole time I'm watching it. There's like an above shot where we get some good butt shots. Uh, overall, I think it was a pretty fine sex scene, I guess. It definitely wasn't as explicit as some of them that we've seen. Yeah. Although I really don't like any of the sex scenes in this movie. And in the morning, she starts getting ready to duck out. But yep. He wants her to get back into bed. And he does a basic instinct 
thing where he like spreads his legs and she's like well then oh my god amazing can't can't resist yeah Mm. and Mm. uh she loves it and they get back into that he was supposed to do full frontal and changed his mind i see yeah and then uh as she's leaving i own the building just fyi just so you know i own the building (laughs) i inherited tons of money from my dad and then she's like am is that the reason i got the apartment yeah i thought we'd get along yeah, I definitely approved your application. <laughs> Ugh. And we see the control room where all of this watching is happening, and we see that Zeke is in there. It's like a watching her sleep. Comical control room. <laughs> like a like a spaceship control room or like an evil lair sort of looking thing. It's like a giant room filled with TVs and uh, soundproofing. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I guess it's a very early 90s interpretation of what this sort of vision for tech was like, you know? Oh, like the future? Yeah. Yeah. It's very almost cyberpunk. It reminded me of also uh, uh, Die Hard when he's doing the, oh, it'll help. If you need to piss, it'll help you find your zipper. (laughs) When he's doing the getting to Nakatomi Plaza and he's touching the TV. You know, those touchscreen (laughs) CRTs. Was that a thing back then? I don't, I don't think so. So when Claire goes back to work, Judy wants to know all about her sex. You look like you fucked your brains out. Look at you. What are you smiling at, that damn Claire? Just smiling, that's all. Tell me, I want to know everything. Every little grunt, every little wiggle. There's nothing to tell. You've been spending too much time with your vibrator. I certainly have. I'm getting a plastic yeast infection. Who is he? Do I know him? Tell me. Tell me. You met him. I met him. Uh-huh. And I didn't pin him to the wall and ravish him myself, and you got him? Now I'm pissed. Who? It's Zeke. You met him at my apartment. That gorgeous, young, incredible... Oh, my God. I hate you. I really hate you. How is he? Give me the goods. Is he insatiable? I'll bet he's insatiable. <laughs> they all are at that age. Lead pencils, that's what they are. I hate you. I really, really hate you. I mean, I go away with the other one, right? For what I think is going to be a hot, steamy weekend. And you're reloading the lead pencil. I must have done something terrible in my past life. Wait, you went off with who? Jack Lansford. Huh, who's not even a sharpened pencil, let me tell you. We went to Montauk, stayed in a cabin. <laughs> what happened? Nothing. Not a damn thing. The earth definitely did not move. All he did was ask about you. You know, you should go out with him. Just to find out for me if he's even got a pencil. (laughs) Judy's quite the character. The whole scene is almost like a parody. She's talking like My Gal Friday. I hated it. We also learned that she went to Montauk with Jack and he couldn't get hard, so they didn't have sex. The only thing that he did was ask about you the whole time. Right. Great. Maybe you, you should probably go been having them. multiple orgasms. You've been fucking your brain out. Like, and she's, it's like a West Wing style walk and talk <laughs> as she's basically shouting this to, to Carly in as, front of all of her work colleagues. When she leaves, Carly gets some very early instant messages. It's not even Zeke. instant messages. He's hacked into her computer and he's typing it on her Word document. Do you have any body parts that hurt? I miss you. I still smell you. And then he sends her a rose. A rose picture, which she touch, she touches the TV screen. 
Sorry, there's a dog that wanted to play. And by TV screen, I, of course, mean computer screen. Yes. Getting her f- nasty fingers all fucking <laughs> over it. You're going to have to wipe that off later, lady. Come on. Then she goes back home, and she finds some gifts from Zeke. And also, Jack is there mm-hmm. waiting for her, and he calls he's her smoking. Horish. Yeah. No, he's like, because there's roses. The whole apartment's now filled with roses. How beautiful. <laughs> And, yeah, Jack's in the back of a wingback chair. You can't see him. He, again, scares the shit out of her. He left my door open. Invading her personal space. Like she would leave her fucking... I mean, she does She does leave her door open. When someone's getting murdered. (laughs) But, like... And he's like, oh, I bet it's some blue lingerie. Something whorish. He goes on a whole rant about how... Zeke is sick. uh, Yeah, Zeke is sick and... He's so suspicious. Why would he... Naomi died after telling her therapist about Zeke. They had an affair, apparently, or something. Zeke is bad, and also, here's right where she died. Then he tries to get her to call the cops on Zeke, and he tests her by... Go on, tell her. Go on, call her. Call her. Dropping the info, he's like, yeah, well, did he tell you he owns a building? Huh? How about that? And she's like, yeah, he did. Actually, he did. And uh, if I find you here again, I will Mm -hmm. have you kicked out. Of the building. Mm-hmm. Zeke, of course, has watched the whole thing and immediately calls her to invite her out for truffles. Yes. But she doesn't on. have anything to wear, so she better wear that lingerie that he sent her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In one hour. Meet me in one hour down there. She goes down and is like, did you think I wasn't coming? But no, but I know you wanted me to think you weren't coming. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Chess games between the two of these Off two. to the swanky restaurant to talk about games. She says he, she likes poker. Yeah. He tells her the police came to talk to him. Are we playing poker now? And then he asks her to see the lingerie he gave her. Expose yourself in this restaurant. Yeah, basically open your entire shirt. It's some Fifty Shades stuff. Yes. But I really hated it. And then as soon as he, she humiliatingly sort of, but she turns it in. She is into it though. Like, not at first, but yes. I don't know. It just seemed like something that uh, is not something that you can do on a whim. And also kind of rude to everyone else in the restaurant. Very rude to other people (laughs) in the restaurant. Uh, It's not very fair to subject other people to that who aren't consenting to it yeah Yeah. (laughs) Uh, that's kind of a shitty thing but and they're naturally scandalized i saw in the credits they're listed as uh wasp man and wasp (laughs) woman because oh my god she's showing her her breasts to him in this restaurant overtly passing her underwear to him everyone's watching yeah because when when he's like well if you're not going to show me the panties then you lose i win (laughs) and then she's like i win now (laughs) haha They go back to his place. The elevator in this movie gave me some real Dress to Kill vibes. Yes. I think it might have been intentional. Well, I love the opening shot of the CCTV footage when we see the whole time she's going up. She's in there for like four minutes, it feels like to me. Oh, hell on earth. He gets off. He tells her to take the underwear so she doesn't catch a draft. Mm -hmm. But I'm pretty warm down there. She changes her mind, goes back to his apartment. He's gone, but there's lava gifts on the computer. Mm -hmm. And then he comes out fully naked and starts fucking her. Just comes up from behind her and pushes her up against a column. The man has a great butt. Shows it off a lot. 
yeah, uh, this sex looked very uncomfortable. Uh, and uh, he was like, she was wearing a high collared sort of velvet sweater and he was passionately making out with it. <laughs> and again, just looked very uncomfortable to me. The but, two of them have a little bit of pillow talk about how she doesn't want to get hurt. Yes. During which Mr. Baldwin has some pretty heavy lip tint on. I didn't notice. I'm sorry to they say. They were like very uh, rosy. Oh, he's flushed. <laughs> From all of the kissing they've been doing. Ooh. Oh. Uh, he, she has to go home, she says. And he's like, but if you stay... Uh, I won't be a huge prick like I've been basically <laughs> the entire time. We can wake up with a kiss. We can go for a walk in the park. I'll make you breakfast. It, none of which he's, he hasn't done anything like this so far. He's just yeah. been aloof and then violently sexual. <laughs> the next day we see back in the control room mm -hmm. with uh, Mr. Baldwin calling. Vida's all blacked out at her apartment. And then Carly calls... Like, Carly tries calling Vida. Yes. She leaves a message, mm -hmm. but then she calls Jack, Jack to tell him that Vida said it was him having an affair with Naomi Singer. And then, again, Vida didn't tell you that. She sort of senses something's up. It was your boyfriend. Your boyfriend told you that, didn't he? Didn't he? And the, she, can't, she can't respond. The next day, while getting ready for her uh, day with mm -hmm. some Joan Rivers... Vida goes out in the hall, or Vida is out in the hall. Yeah, and Carly slips and drops her. her papers and stuff. Very strange little inclusion yeah. of that, because she's got to get the answer, but Vida's rushing. She's late already. Mm -hmm. The power starts flickering, so she has to hurry and go down the stairs and set up the elevator, but there's somebody else uh, in the uh, stairs. Waiting for her. Because they cough and then they jump out and very quickly cut her blouse open and stab her a lot. Yes. And the killing part of this is like very fast chops yeah. between this and Carly's face looking very concerned. Because she kind of hears it. Mm -hmm. And she goes to investigate where she finds Jack over the body. Mm -hmm. She runs away. And he's chasing her. His door, she, which she left open, yes. closed on its own and then locked. Locked behind her. And she is booking it he's grappling at her leg to be like no no don't leave i mean i know what this looks like but he chases her into an yeah, elevator when once she finds her doors locked and she takes out the fire, fire extinguisher, extinguisher and starts bashing him with it ah my hand Ooh, ouch i guess he gets arrested because then the police come to talk to her about it and they're all oh well how she says i saw jack yeah vita money and then down at the station, Jack's getting interviewed by the cops, who he knows. And they're all buddy-buddy friendly the, the over The old this. boys club. Ha ha ha, we're Which all works out because we do learn later he had multiple complaints from his ex-wife that were all dropped. Yep. So. Wonder why. Shockingly yeah. realistic. They say that there were photos of him in Vida's apartment. Why, these are my headshots. Also, they have some evidence from his ranch in Montana, the Flying L. It's a one of the things that you beat a horse with. They're going to move forward with prosecution. Mm -hmm. So Carly goes to Zeke's apartment and he reveals his camera room to her. Because she's so scared that he, Jack is going to come home and yeah. attack her. That uh, 
he's like, oh, it's fine. We can uh, just use this spy equipment that I've set up in every single room of the... It's all one big soap opera because his mother died and his mother was a soap opera. So he would just come watch all of this crap yeah, all the time. He got it from Japan. It cost $6 million. It's, it's almost like a villain's monologue. Basically. And she wants to leave initially. He's like, it's just like you with your telescope that I gave you. And, you know, your James Dean biography. What's the difference between me doing this and a James Dean biography? And he lets her out eventually because he, like, closes the door. And he tells her that he loves her. And then she, she wants to leave, but she, yeah. she's drawn back in. And she goes to the room. And I guess we're supposed to be like, oh, he's just so lonely. But this is fine. I don't know and what we're supposed Carly to think. Carly watches all of this shit unfold, including a young woman telling her mother that her stepfather is molesting her. And her mother being like, Which shut up. Zeke backs up. He's like, yeah, it's true. I watch, I watch him molest her all the time. And Carly's very intrigued by all of this, and she starts bopping around through all of these channels it's all like over the place. It's like she's drunk on it, watching She it. runs the whole gamut of emotions mm-hmm. while she looks on, laughing. <laughs> she's in a daze, oh, basically. Uh, oh, no. Uh, uh, like at work she's moving through people like she's a ghost she's like she's pale like, she's like a kid with a new toy so he says also he's the one who sent her the telescope these two are perfect for each other I guess it. it's one of those like serial killer husband and wife duos meeting up with each other how did they Furthermore, do it the people in this building are the horniest people of all time there's constantly multiple people having sex at any given moment based on what we're to expect these cameras. They're showering together at all times. Well, I would say this apartment is filled with constant events. Every single apartment is you know, on a... I ru- guess at least the owner, five of he's them. able to curate the stories That's that he wants true. to know more about. The people who he wants to live there. That's so smart. Uh-huh. Wow, can you imagine stirring up drama <laughs> intentionally between them and stuff? See how it plays out? Psycho shit. Carly asks if he saw Vida's death, which mm-hmm. he says he didn't, but he did saw Gus in the shower. Mm-hmm. And she asks if he records, and if he recorded the two of them. Of course, sex, of course, I which she stuff. obviously wants to watch mm-hmm. and sit on his lap while doing so. Uh oh. Yeah. You know, just heard this girl talk about getting molested by her stepfather and boy does that get my motor going let's watch the video of us having sex there's domestic violence yeah there's uh someone sharing his tumor diagnosis with his wife like i said something is happening at all times (laughs) this building is firing on all cylinders later she's in the elevator when the girl and her stepfather get in the girl does try asking her for help and with her Carly eyes just, yeah carly just looks away and she sees the stepfather the the shades of skin his disgusting like big I, hand crushing her hand it would have been so much like, better she would have been a better character had she done something about this you know yeah i hated it if there was any sort of revo- resolution past i won't do this again you know Well, we're going to talk about that in a minute. But, like, I just hated it. I hated it. And, again, she's, like, in a day, it's like, I can't do anything. It's like being confronted with a... It's like she's... It's not real because I watched it on TV. And now I have to... I'm confronted with it. Like, maybe Uh that's... I think that is sort of what... 
if the movie is trying to say that in any serious know. way, the, I say fuck you I think to this the, movie. The source material might be trying to say something like that, and the movie is just it sort of got to the same place, like copying things that happened without fully understanding what it yeah. was saying. But ah. Uh, fucking god like if the first thing that you do you don't do after you leave there is call child protective services or something or but i guess then you have to out yourself as being like well how did you know that you can call anonymously oh can yeah you? Huh. definitely and be like i know what's happened she's told her mom like all this sort of stuff True. and then like when the girl's confronted with anyways this is me writing a yeah. narrative fantasy uh carly goes Back to her office, which is a buzz with the news that Jack mm -hmm. has been arrested. Oh my gosh, everyone's freaking out. And uh, Zeke calls right away to tell her that uh, he confronted the stepfather mm -hmm. and threatened to kill him. And they ought to just wire the whole city. And then he hacks into her computer again to write, I love you, mm -hmm. sends her a rose, and she has some sort of reaction to that. Yeah, it's like, oh my God, even here. She goes home, and Jack immediately grabs her and tells her that Zeke is the one setting him up. He's got Zeke's mother's old headshots. Mm -hmm. She looks just, just like, like you. Him. And she fell in the shower, so falling. Just like the guy, her neighbor. Ah. Oh, no. Jack gets Carly to come down. Or, sorry. Jack gets Carly to get Zeke to mm -hmm. come down. Because she has a surprise for him. Jack confronts him, accuses him of killing everybody. Mm -hmm. We learn that his mom did fall in the shower because she had an aneurysm in yes. the shower. And uh, then he starts getting fully like, I'm going to pull power moves on you. Yeah. I saw you. He you still that, you still have the key that... Yeah, he uh, knows that be... Jack was given a key and uh, Jack also can't get hard. Uh-oh. He saw it. They start fighting over this gun, and then it goes off, and Jack gets shot in the belly and dies. Oh, no. And we are told uh, after this happens, when the police are all there, so many police in, the, in yeah. this room. Uh, they come and they find Jack's keys. Yeah. Well, Jack beat his wife. Yeah. Uh, we know that. So this isn't out of the ordinary for him. <laughs> Some more, like, casting doubt stuff is... None of the keys on his keychain work, mm -hmm. but they do find a loose key that does work. Yeah. Uh-oh. <sighs> the DA is going to want to talk to them tomorrow at 9 a.m. sharp. And Zeke immediately starts sort of cuddling and feeling her up. Mm -hmm. It's I don't know. She wants to stay with him. So she goes back down to his apartment mm -hmm. and she watches the stepfather apologize to the girl he's been sexually assaulting. Well, first he's like, who, who I couldn't did, help myself. Who did you tell? Who did you tell? It's just mom. Well, I'm sorry, and I won't do it again. Carly says oh. it's like playing God, and she wants her privacy back and to have a real relationship. Yeah. She wants her tape. And hey. Zeke is just like, yeah, of course, yeah, I here, love you. That makes sense. Let me yeah. go get it. Uh, yeah, go get your your tape. May I just we'll say, erase it. <laughs> if it's playing God to stop someone from being sexually molested, you can play God. It's totally fine. Don't worry about it. She watches him while he goes to the closet to get the tape. Yeah, and to see where he gets it from. He brings it back. They, she, or he erases it. Mm -hmm. And she says, I'm so tired and hungry. Oh, hungry. Can please. you go get me food? And he leaves. And then she goes to check the tapes. She finds two more tapes. Uh-oh. And finds a gun. Handcuffs. 
some porn. It was nothing too interesting, really. No. You'd she, think it'd be more... She does put the two tapes in, and the first one is him fucking Vida, and then the second is him and Naomi Singer. Seemingly, her suspicions are immediately reignited. However, I guess yeah. they weren't. I, I, well, no, I guess they are. I guess. there is a standoff. She, like, he comes back early for some reason. Like, I don't even know why. I think he realizes what was oh, happening. Oh, I see. And he comes home, sees that she's gone through his stuff, and then she closes the door on him while he bangs on it. He's looking dead into the camera being like, I love you. I love you. Open the door. I can feel you watching me. He starts getting mad, and then he hot wires the door, I guess. I guess. Uh, kind of a dumb idea to have this. There's, like, no button, dude. There's no fucking button. And then in the last bit, most of this scene is just really good quips for Carly to have for the trailer. Definitely. You like to you watch? Like to watch? watch? Watch this. this. And then she starts shooting the TVs out. His precious $6 million TV. The video of Naomi's death starts playing in the background. Uh-oh. And uh, then she dies and carly zooms in on the killer while holding jack at gunpoint or or holding zeke Zeke at gunpoint and the killer's jack tension ends and then she shoots the gun 14 more times destroying all of the tvs yes get a life and then it's over roll credits there was an original ending Uh where carly and zeke are flying over a volcano in hawaii and he confesses that it was him who did the killings to which she says, that's fine. The evidence against you is safe. Then Zeke turns the helicopter into the volcano and the credits roll, leaving an uncertain future for the two of them. Her seemingly knowing. Flying into the volcano. Yes. Which is interesting, bud, because during mm. filming the helicopter scene, the uh, helicopter crashed into a volcano and the camera operator, Michael Benson, was trapped for two days in a volcanic crater and suffered lifelong lung injuries. He was trapped in a crater for two days for this. A volcano. Trapped in a volcano for two days. Hunk of shit movie. For a scene that isn't even in the movie. For this piece of garbage. (laughs) I did not like this movie. I liked Breeders more than this movie. They they better have paid him money Uh, for that. I know he had to like sue and everything. I'm not sure what the figure was. I think it might have been like nine million. I'm not positive on that. That makes me so angry on his behalf. Yes. (laughs) This movie though is notoriously known for being awful. So it's just like not it's not good and it's nothing. It's It's just nothing. It's nothing. Whoa, this crazy apartment. Why is it called Splinter? It has nothing sliver. Sliver because it's a sliver apartment building. I know that, but it's stupid. It's just stupid. Maybe if you do listen to the audiobook, maybe it's more like obvious than that. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, what the fuck is her character? She doesn't have one. I it's don't. So inconsistent. I she, don't know anything. I don't really know what her values, her morals. I don't understand her motivations a lot of the time. Uh, we we barely know who she is to be shocked by the transformation that she undergoes, and she seems like she's horrified at her own what she's doing half the time i don't even really know that this movie has a clear beginning middle and end i mean the end is so abrupt also nothing happened he could kill her after this they could have killed off more residents yes her co-workers perhaps a few of them certainly it could have been more it, okay. they could have leaned into like the 
slashery or like more thrillery elements, but really this is because neither sexy nor thriller. No. Uh, imagine if this was a giallo. Yeah. I feel like it might work then. Maybe. But in no other context could this possibly, this particular film be entertaining. I'm giallo. Exactly. I really hated it. I did not care for this. It, this is one of the, my least favorite movies we've ever done. I don't know. I don't like the the casualness with which uh, it played with like sexual violence, and uh, like on top of everything that you've already said, it didn't even need to be in there because exactly. it serves no purpose. Exactly, and the like is like, the moral lesson like it's better not to do anything. Every man is a is like a a domineering like this is what men are, or I don't know. It's interesting that you told me that it came from the guy who did the Stepford Wives, because maybe the fact that I'm they sure all are like this is is part of the social commentary on it. Probably. I don't know. You'll have to, like, get back to me on that. Yes. You could talk about it on the pod. I will, if I can find it. Do we have anything else to talk about? Or just no? Because this shitty movie? I mean, I don't think so. We are... I think maybe have one more left, depending on how we feel next week. Yes. But, yeah, we should have one more. I'm not entirely sure what it is. I have a few ideas, but we'll have to see. I'm excited. Um, I already did our Six Degrees of Jamie Lee, mm-hmm. but I'll just reiterate it. William Baldwin, Virus, Jamie Lee Curtis. Amazing. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you. If you, you. want to follow us on social media, you can follow us at Def First Blood on Twitter. Definitely First Blood on Instagram. And definitely First Blood at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate it. And hope you have a good February. As usual, dogs freak out. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.